What is going on, everybody? Long time no see. This is your boy, Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Thanks the Podcast. How are you guys doing, man? How, man, I don't even know. I don't even know how you're doing because I ain't talked to you for a while. And I don't even know how you're doing when I do talk to you because I do all the talking, you know? That's how this one-sided relationship works that is between us, you know? We met on a dating app, the podcast dating app, you know, and uh, and I just took over the the relationship, you know. I took you hostage, you know. Then people would take you hostage and just they want to be talking, they want to be telling you all kind of stuff that uh, they want to be telling you all kind of stuff that you don't need to know, you know. And I'm kind of like something I've noticed when I've, as I've gotten a little bit older. I actually turned forty since uh since I think the last podcast I turned I put out I turned out I put I turned forty years old man and as I get older you know I think that the predictability like my life is more predictable now back when I was a teenager I watched a movie this weekend that I haven't watched since I was probably about fifteen or sixteen years old and uh. And I was like, man, just the the mindset that I was in back then and the way that my life was, I, it was unpredictable. Like, what's going to happen day to day was so unpredictable. It was like by the seat of my pants every day, right? And that was predictable to me back then. You know, waking up every day, and it was almost like, I'm going on an adventure, an adventure, an adventure. I'm going on an adventure. I hope that I don't die. You know? That was how being a teenager was for me. So, you know, now I think, like, I'm that same guy. Like, I'm that same guy. The only thing is, is, like, it's, I guess, maturity. You know? It's... (laughs) It's like, I don't need adventure, adventure, adventure. I don't need adventure because I don't want to die. You know? That's about how my life is now. Like, I don't even want to die. Man, I bought me some face cream. Man, what are you even talking about, Glenn? What are you talking about face cream? Dude, I got some face cream. I ain't gonna lie. Man, I'm gonna just be straight up with you. Like, it's not... It's... (laughs) It's not, it don't make me happy. You know, it don't make me happy, but these masks that we got to wear, you know, where you have to wear them, you know, I I don't really care what you think, where you stand on that. Because to each their own, you know, I say we roll the dice, you know, just let the chips fall where they may at this point. But some places you got to wear a mask. You know, when I wear a mask for the longest time, I couldn't figure out why my eyelids were drying up, even cracking, you know, and around my, it's because the constant hot breath going up into my eye sockets, you know, and, and so, uh, so I got some steroid ointment from the, from the lady, the dermatologist lady, like early on, I talked about it on the podcast early on. I got this ointment, but it's steroid, and you can't, steroid ointment, even if it's weak over time, it will thin the skin, you know, and you got a couple regions of your body, you know, where it's already, you're thin-skinned, you know, 
if you catch my drift, you know where I'm talking about. So you got these thin skinned area. One of them happened to be your eyelids. So I was like, man, I don't want to keep using this ointment and just have these see-through eyelids after a while. Walking around, oh, there's the see-through eyelids guy. You know, he's just 40. So I was like, well, I'm going to start moisturizing, drinking more water, taking steps that I can take, you know, for my skin. You know, so I have this whole ritual at night, man. I don't even like it. I don't even like, you know, I've I've dated a couple ladies that have the nighttime ritual. And it was kind of like, oh, that's hilarious. You know, and now I got me a little nighttime ritual. I ain't, I ain't real happy about it, to be honest with you. You know, and sometimes I don't do it. Sometimes I'm like, it doesn't matter. I would rather have just dry skin galore, you know. I would rather have a snaggle puss than, uh, than sit there and do all that, you know. But then I'm like, I look in the mirror, I'm like, dude, you, you 40. You know, you can't, we can't be, we can't let ourselves go at 40, you know. Get yourself together, man. When I was younger, it was like my nighttime ritual was brushing my teeth and smoking a cigarette. Yeah, that's my nighttime ritual. Just let's let's have us a let's have us a Winston, a full flavor Winston. You know, after we brush our teeth, sounds like a good day. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, uh, what has been? I've just been busy, man. I made up my little. I made up my little planner uh, today. I was like, all right, what I got going on this week, this this week that is forthcoming, what do I have going on? And between, you know, I have stuff to communicate um, with people for activities with my kids. You know, I have a couple different apps for that. I have emails. I have texts. Uh, I have like screenshots or pictures of stuff i take pictures of i'm like i gotta do that and i put it all in one place i have like something every day this week and some days i have like two and three things like later in the day and i was like man you know so it's been kind of you know by the time you get to the end of the week when it's time to do a podcast i just don't want to talk sometimes i don't want to talk and sometimes you know sometimes you have to talk to people. Sometimes I just kind of like hide away. If I can get at least one day where I don't got to talk to nobody, you know, besides the profanity that I might utter to myself when I have to get out of bed and, you know, use the bathroom or <laughs> or get some food. Them's the only words I need to have today. You know, sometimes it just, you feel like that. And, uh, or, you know, or, you might be going out on a date. I might be going out on a date like, oh, you know, time to time to start up my next failed relationship. Glenn, turning 40, you sure are negative. No, nah, I'm just joking around with y'all, you know, somewhat. I ain't joking around about the face cream. I don't like that. But, you know, when you're young, it's just so life is so, uh, I guess, fresh and you haven't you haven't uh been disappointed and struggled you know and not some kids might be like well what about the kids that are getting the crap beat out of them like some kids do got a rough childhood you know and 
I'm not trying to make light of that. I'm just saying, like, there is an innocence around when you're younger. Even in my teenager, even when I was kind of a wild child, like, there, I had, like, an innocence. I had, like, a fresh, things were more fresh, and then you get disappointed. You go through some heartbreak. You go through some life stuff, and I think that brings wisdom, but I think that kind of dulls you toward life a little bit, maybe kills off a little empathy because you're, like, then you start looking around and you're like, all right, everybody has an angle. You know, what angle are these people trying to play? Yeah. What what angle? What What's their angle? You know, and you start looking at life different and people different and it just becomes a little more dreary. You know, and you got to like, you got to seek out the things that still, that still touch you deeply right and I think there's a couple things that touch me deeply and that's like being a parent and love for my kids still touches me deeply music still touches me deeply music is a thing that I haven't really gotten dull to you know what I mean it's something that I still feel really deeply and it's just like a beautiful escape you know and so those are the things that you just need to cherish and just rub on your heart. You take your little music, you take your little iTunes, a little Spotify, you take it and you just rub it on your heart. It's what you do. You just tickle your heart with it. Does this song tickle you? Does it tickle my aorta? Man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so what else has been going on, man? I watched the Squid, the, the squid Games this weekend i binged the squid games in 24 hours i started watching i'm not a fan of shows that are like dubbed over you know what i mean if a show's dubbed over a lot of times when the the voice actor doesn't really match the actor and i don't want to watch all them foreign talk show but it's like it just and then there's overacting sometimes and i tried to watch the first episode and i was like man this is lame. And then everybody in the whole world is like, the Squid Games is the bomb day to dog. Best show. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm just going to binge through it because what else I'm going to do with my life over the next 24 hours? So I got me some Thai food. Ain't never had Thai food. Ain't never even had Thai food, man. So I went and got some of that peanut butter noodles. And, uh, and uh, so I was like, I'm going to do something new, man. I'm going to watch the Squid Games and eat some Thai food. And uh, I even went in there and was like, man, I don't even... She was like, can I help you? I was like, man, I don't even know about Thai food. And and the lady was nice and helped me out. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so anyway, so I watched the Squid Games. And let me tell you something. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm not going to ruin it for you. All right? But... I'll give you the basic gist of the show. All right, so there are there's this big game, and what they do is they go recruit a bunch of people that are... I like the guy that it started following at the beginning was like a de- degenerate gambler, and it's people that are desperate in life. You know, they might be terminally ill. They might have a gambling problem. They might owe a bunch of money. They might not be able to take care of their family. And they get this um, they get this opportunity to play these games 
um, for a large amount of money, for a lot of money, a lot, a lot of money. And, uh, but they're dangerous games, right? And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say more than that. It's worth a watch. I'll tell you that. That's the first show dubbed. I think that's the first one that's dubbed over that I've made it all the way through, you know, and I liked it. Now, some of it was very predictable, right? There was a couple things I didn't see coming. Um, but there's several things that I was like, this is the most predictable thing I've ever seen in my life. It's well done. It's like if, uh, what, who did the clockwork orange? Stanley Kubrick. It's like Stanley Kubrick watched Hunger Games and then moved to like Korea and was like, I'm going to make Hunger Games. Sort of, kind of. It's sort of, kind of like that. It has that feel to it, but it's violent and it's good and you should watch it, right? I don't know if I'll watch it again. I'll definitely, if they put out another season, I'll definitely watch it. But it's definitely not my favorite. Like Dexter, you can't touch that. You can't even touch Dexter, man. Don't even try. Don't even try to top that show. You know, which I'm excited to, uh, I'm excited about Dexter coming. You know, if I haven't said that. If I haven't said it once, I've said it 150. This is my 150th episode. By the way, speaking of 150 episodes, this is my 150th episode. Congratulations to Glenn. Man, I've stuck longer with this podcast than most things in my life, you know? It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah, but I do apologize to you. I wish that uh, I wish that I could put out more of these. I apologize for not wasting more of your time. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say, <laughs> I'm, trying to say I'm sorry that I don't waste more of your time. Let me take a drink of my water. Just don't go nowhere now. But anyway. Anywho. So uh, what else has happened? There's like a bunch of horrible stuff that's happened. Norm MacDonald died, man. And I grew up I grew up watching Norm MacDonald on Weekend Update when I was a kid. On Saturday Night Live. Not when I was a kid. When I was a teenager. That's how I first discovered Norm MacDonald. And I always loved him. I always loved his sense of humor. I always loved how it was like he was telling a joke. And you could... He wanted a laugh. Right? But he had that little smirk. You could see that little smirk in the corner of his mouth. And if he thought something was funny, it didn't matter. If everybody else didn't laugh, it didn't... Some of the most hilarious things that I've seen... It's not the material that he does, but it's just how he is that cracks me up. It's just the looks he gives. It's just the little expressions that he has. You know, he was Canadian, and he had these expressions that were, like, outdated and just old. And he, like, spoke his own little language. And he... Sometimes he would tell the longest joke, and it was the most corny... It was like the corniest thing. It was like the corniest punchline. He would tell this long joke, then you'd get to the end. And it was just a terrible joke. It was just like, geez, all that? Yeah. It kind of reminded me, I had a friend one time, and he had this he had this this joke that he would tell. And I would get I'd be like, man, tell this, tell, tell him. And he would tell 
this long, detailed, it, he would talk and talk and talk. And he would go on and on. And it was all these details to the joke. And you were paying, you like you were, he had your undivided attention. And then he'd get about maybe eight or ten minutes in. And then he would just stop talking, you know, and maybe fire up a cigarette. And, and like, that is just, to me, that kind of humor, like, unique humor is just... Because you have your filthy comics, and you don't always know what they're going to say, but you know it's going to be filthy. You know, or you have your generic stand-up comedian, and Norm just didn't fit a mold, right? He just did what he wanted, and that's what made Norm Norm. And it was almost like when he died... Everybody, all these celebrities came out of the woodwork. And to me, following him over the last, over 20 years, it was frustrating to me that there wasn't more norm, that there wasn't more content, you know? And you have all these clips of him on talk shows. And, you know, I know that he had a TV show and he played the little pigeon and he, 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 uh you know, I had dirty work and screwed and, uh, you know, a couple stand-up specials and some comedy albums, but, and he did cameos, you know, on like Billy Mad, on a bunch of Adam Sandler movies, but it was like, where is, do, do people not understand how funny this guy is? Like the people just not get, I don't understand, you know? And I know he rubbed some people the wrong way that are in high places and NBC when he kept doing OJ jokes and they had, they told him not to and he ended up getting fired. I know that he burned some bridges just doing what he wanted to do, but that guy, it was like comedy gold, you know? And it's weird seeing all these celebrities that are coming forward like, oh, Norm, it's just, oh, I love Norm so much. You know how celebrities, when, when another celebrity dies, celebrities will be like, they're dead. Me. I need to I need to make a statement. Well, you gotta make a statement. We all know they're dead. We seen the news. Why we want them to go this is how I feel about them dying. R.I.P. me to their dead. And it's like, dude, I understand if it's somebody close, but like all these like top tier there were several top-tier celebrities. And I'm like, where were y'all at? Why why didn't y'all get him on TV more? When he was like, now you want to talk. Now, Norm MacDonald's the most popular comedian in the world. Now that, where were you at, dude? Where were you at? But it, it's just like that. And it's not just like that with, you know, with Norm. I noticed a long time ago, when a celebrity dies, other celebrities feel like, they need to talk like well i have to or like an even a national track like something horrible a national tragedy happens you know elections stuff like that celebrities feel the need <laughs> they feel the need to be like mm-hmm, this is just how i feel i mean i gotta say it you know norm was a one of a kind and he will be missed and all right why you guys say that man it's just like me. Mm-hmm. That's like some guy died that I really don't care about. Me, look at me. Some guy's dead. Just tweet that. 
tweet that or get your manager to, you know, say that. Some guy died today and me, you know, that would be more appropriate. I respect you more if you do something like that. You know, it's just funny, though. Yeah, if, if you've never noticed that, no, Glenn, we haven't noticed that because we're not as jaded as you are. Well, you need to be taking advantage of my jadedness and you'll notice that. Just next time, you'll never unhear that stuff again or unread. You'll remember that I said this, and you'll be like, you know what? He was right. Celebrities always do be having to, feeling like they need to talk when they just need to shut up. You know, you ain't even got to say nothing. Yeah, but you will. And I don't know why it matters. Like my opinion of it, it's just like my opinion of it. I, I my opinion of it is just as stupid as uh. It's them doing it, I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, it's just like... At least I know that that it's stupid. (laughs) At least I know what I'm doing right now is stupid. You know? It's just... I I don't know, man. I don't even know. Oh, and I saw saw Tom Cruise... uh, I saw Tom Cruise at... uh, I think it was the San Francisco Giants and the Dodgers were playing last night. And they were like, uh, people were like, who are you pulling for, Tom? And he's like, I'm a fan of baseball. I thought that made me laugh. You know, that was kind of like when Rob Lowe went to the NFL game and wore like an NFL emblem on the hat. It's like, go football. Celebrities are funny, man. It's like they're, they're out of touch people. Yeah. But I'm in touch, man. Let me tell you something. Is that horrible? Is what I said just horrible? Does that make me a horrible person that I look at celebrities like that? It doesn't bother me, bother me, but it does kind of like, it's just like, man, why? Because like Norm MacDonald was trending and I was bummed out. And then you got all these celebrities that like never, you know, that I never heard mention Norm MacDonald. It was like, dude, what are you talking about? Why why are you saying this? You know? Why why do we need to know? Why do you need to call attention to yourself because someone's dead? You're using someone's death as an opportunity for publicity. You know? Glenn, not everybody. Say I'm like split personality. Then I start arguing with myself. Not everybody. You you don't know everybody's intentions. Yeah, well, I pretty much do, you know. <laughs> But, uh, but, uh, what else I'm going to say? What else I need to say to y'all? What else I need to say to waste y'all guys' time? Um, the Yankees lost. The Yankees got eliminated. Uh, they made it to the postseason. They made it to the wild card game only to be eliminated by the Boston Red Sox at Fenway. Maybe a week after we swept them at Fenway at home. And, uh, it's really, it really disgusts me, dude. It's been a rough couple, I'll tell you what, it's been a rough couple of weeks. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, baseball's over. You know, I really don't care what happens as long as, uh, as long as, I mean, I wouldn't mind the Braves or the Dodgers or the Giants. You know, as, as long as it's not Houston, I really don't care about the White Sox. But as long as it's not Boston or Houston, man, I'm good. Like, as long as those two teams 
get out, kicked out, like, I really don't care. And I really don't care about Milwaukee either. You know, Atlanta, the Giants, or the Dodgers, you know, I guess are, is, are the teams that I wouldn't mind winning it. But I'm not even watching it because it hurts, man. It hurts. My heart will go on now. But it just, like, it's a little achy-breaky right now, a little sensitive. And uh, I just can't. See, I come up with the best idea. All right, just hear me out. I came up with the best idea for uh, for athletes, right? Because what you have is when you watch professional sports, you have all these spoiled millionaire. They're like spoiled kids is what they are. They're a bunch of millionaires playing baseball, right? Here's my idea. In football and basketball, they're not hungry anymore. They don't have that hunger you know, there was a play. It was in one of the, it was down the home stretch, man. And Glaber Torres was up to bat. He hit a little blooper on the infield, right? Well, so he started jogging to first base. Jogging, not hustling, jogging. And they bobbled the ball, right? He would have made it to first base, but he was jogging. So they bobbled the ball, still got it there, and got him out when he would have made it. You know, he would have made it. And and those kind of mistakes are unacceptable. And those kind of mistakes in the home, like, hey, you're in the home stretch, man. We're in the last week, right? We're in the last week before the postseason starts. We're fighting tooth and nail to get a wild card spot. And you're jogging, dude. You're jogging. Don't <laughs> It was a blooper. Who cares, man? You run and you don't look. You don't even look. You just run. You do not take your eyes off of first base and you run as fast as you can. You learn that in Little League. Okay? So I don't have any like dude, where I'm at with it, where I'm at with it is like they deserve they they don't deserve to be playing right now. That's my team, man. That's my team. I love the New York Yankees, but that's garbage. And the fact that he was able to go back out onto the field after he did that, that he was able to start every game until the end of the season after he did that, that's unacceptable to me, dude. Like, no. Here's my idea. I think that in all sports across the board, right, this isn't going to happen because people are idiots and I'm smart, you know. But I think that all these professional athletes should get a base rate, right, of $100,000, all right, across the board. Bench players, starters, everybody, hundred grand, right? All your travel and all that stuff's paid for, like during the season, right? Garrett Cole, two innings he pitched for us against the Red Sox in the wild card game. $324 million pitcher, and he choked. A $324 million pitcher choked when we pay him not to choke, okay? And so here's what I, this is my, this is my, uh, whatchamacallit. If I knew more words, I would say what it was. This is my idea. All right. $100,000. All right, Garrett, 
that $324 million is on the table. It's available to you. You can get it. It's there for the getting, buddy. But you've got to produce. You've got to produce. You've got to win. You've got to win games. You've got to get strikeouts. Right? Every time they get a run, every time you give up a home run, what is the motivation? Where's the drive? Right? Where's the drop? Where's the dude? I'm getting $32.4 million a year to choke for the next 10 years. Right? For the next 10 years, I get that. I get that if I get hurt and I'm out for surgery. I get that if I just suck. Right? If I just suck from here on out, I get that. 32, well, you ain't hungry no more, man. See, well, there's a drive, Glenn. Yeah, these professional athletes have a drive. No, they don't. No, they don't. You see a few. You see a few. I've seen very few in my lifetime that had that drive, right? I guess the, the best example would be Michael Jordan of my generation. That hunger, that hunger, man, no matter what level he got to, that dude stayed hungry. He had that competitive gene, dude, where he was just like at all costs. Now, if 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 athletes played, you know, that I can't tell you how many Yankees this year, oh, they go on the 30-day IL. Well, he had some quad tightness or some calf tightness, you know, or he pulled his pinky. Dude, really? Seriously. People get injured, hundred grand a year. You got the rest of your contract on the table. They're gonna be like, "Are the trainers are gonna run out? Are you all right?" And you're gonna be sitting there with broken bones, like waving them off, like, "Nah, I'm good." Because you don't want to give the guy on the bench the opportunity to come out and show how hungry he is. You know, think of the passion that people would play with. Boy, they'd be trying to kill each other. <laughs> you know, it would be so good. And you're like, Glenn. You just watch the Squid Games, and that's all this is. Nah, dude, I actually came up with this idea like the day after the Yankees lost. I'm not going to lie. You know? That's what... They, they just aren't hungry. That's the problem. You got a bunch of spoiled millionaire, and everybody's like Garrett Cole has his own catcher. Give me a break, dude. I mean, Higashioka, he's all right, but we got a catcher, Gary Sanchez. You know? I would. There's about 50% of the current team, and maybe 100% of the management staff. Like I'm, let's part ways, buddy. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, so that happened. And I know that everybody's not Yankees fans that listen to this podcast. I probably have a couple, but I mean, I ain't even gonna. I'm not gonna keep talking about because everybody's like, everybody's sitting there like. Glenn's going off about some team. We don't even know what's going on. Man, let me tell you something. It was like, it crushed me. Because I'm so, like, I'm such an invested fan. Like, I watched a bunch of Yankees games through the season now. And uh, ever since MLB TV became available, which is like a beautiful thing where you can get all these games for your team. But... 
That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm done talking about it. So let's talk about a euthanasia roller coaster. All right. <laughs> this is something that I saw. I forgot where I saw something about it. Euthanasia. Let me look this up. Roller coaster. And I can tell you exactly what it is. So basically what this is, is it is a roller coaster for the terminally ill. All right. And uh, let's see, it was designed in 2010, and it is 1,600 feet tall. And um, what it is, is it is a roller coaster that, it's 1,600 feet tall, and it's for terminally ill people. Okay? And so if you're terminally ill, what happens is you go up to the top, of this 1600 foot roller coaster this dark man this creepy dude it gives me the creeps to even talk about it's like when i did the podcast about um was it the japanese suicide forest uh what is that called you know what i'm talking about i did a i did a podcast where i talked about um the japanese suicide forest i forgot the name of it but uh this gives me the kind of it just kind of gives you the heebie-jeebies a little bit, you know? Um, but what it is, is if you're terminally ill, you can get on this thing with the other passengers that are terminally ill. You get to the top of it, right? Um, and it was a, this thing was actually built. It, it takes you up slowly to the top of it. When you get to the top of it, it'll stop. You all have to hit this button for it to drop, okay? Um... And if you don't hit that button for it to drop, it'll bring you back down to safety. Okay? And so what it does is it drops, and then there's a series of loops that just get smaller and smaller and smaller. And what it will do is it will kill the passengers um, through prolonged cerebral hypoxia or insufficient supply of oxygen to the brain. Right? So what it does is it will just, all the blood, because of the way that you're going twist after twist after twist, right? It's kind of like, it's kind of like if you draw a piece of curly hair and you just get smaller and smaller and smaller. That's what it looks like. You can look it up. It's called the euthanasia roller coaster. And it will, I guess, humanely kind of put people to sleep. You'll just go unconscious and it will kill you. And I was just like, what? When I saw it, I was like, oh, no. Um, Like, if you Google it, it says you can only ride this roller coaster once. Um, It's capable of holding up to 24 passengers. Once they're all on board, there's a slow ascent to the top, which is 510 feet in the air. That's just a little bit smaller than the tallest building in America. And, um... Yeah, that's uh that's crazy. A Lithuanian man um designed it to humanely take people's lives. And I was just thinking about it, man, I'm gonna clear this off my history. I don't even want this like I don't even want that on my history, man. But uh but dude, it's just I was reading about. It, I was like thinking about all the people who, 
who um, work at that thing. Like, you're standing there, and you help all these people, you know, load them on there, put their seat belt things, you know, down. <laughs> You'd be like, and this is a horrible thing, but y'all didn't have to build... <laughs> Y'all didn't have to build a roller coaster, you know, for, uh, to do this. I mean, all you got to do is, like, like, <laughs> this is terrible. Man, I shouldn't even say this. Like, you you should just have a, you could use a normal roller coaster, okay? And you just, like, when it's midway through the ride, when you're taking a curve, just start popping people's, like, harnesses up you know the harnesses that pull down over the people you just start letting them babies rip you send all these people flying everywhere there you go ain't no need for no fancy lithuania roller coaster we got us an american one you know close down close down islands of adventure or six flags for a day pick a random roller coaster with a bunch of curves and just let ray charles check everybody's seat belts you know but uh but yeah ain't that weird that's dark i was thinking about the people at the end of the roller coaster like i was thinking about the end and all you would have is what it say 24 you have 24 dead bodies in a roller coaster you know and here you are some you know college kid just getting a summer job at this theme park you sitting here with with body bags at the end you know keep your hands and feet in what do they say before you go up you know they have their little keep your hands and feet clear of the blah 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 just whatever just what just do what you want <laughs> see you on the other side buddy but uh yeah that's dark so that's dark yeah let's get away from that man let me talk about some good stuff let me talk about some good stuff all right um i saw him christmas shopping that's pretty good. My goal is, man, to get my Christmas shopping done by uh, by the end of October. That's what that is my working goal. You know, we might got to push that out a little bit. You know, but I'm wanting to wrap it up, pun intended, uh, around that time. You know, just because I never Christmas is my absolute favorite time of year. But then you get caught up in all the rush and there's so much going on and there's all these activities and everybody's shopping, breathing all over God and everybody. You're like, man, I just want to enjoy it one year. I just want to kick back and have some cocoa and watch Home Alone one year. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to feel rushed. And it took me 40 years to get to the point. I've always started early, but then I kind of slacked off. And then at the last minute, I'm like, oh, no. You know, but this year, this year I'm really trying. Yeah, I'm really trying to uh, to knock it out. And so uh, we'll see what happens. I got some cool stuff so far. Um, but that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing, actually. You know, so Christmas time, that's happy. That's happy. <laughs> so that's something that's good. Something else that's good that I read about is Megan Trainer. You know how Megan Trainer, um, all about that bass and that Megan Trainer. Uh, yeah, that's Megan Trainer. She's all about that bass. She has a side by side toilet. Her and her husband, 
I read about this. This is something that you need to know because I have to know it, so you need to know it now that I... Well, I'll say you have to know it now that I know it. But uh, they have a side-by-side, like, his and her toilets, right? For whatever reason. For whatever reason. Maybe he leaves the toilet seat up. I don't know. They've only... I think they've only pooped together one time. You know? That's what she said. That's what All About That Base said in some article that I seen somewhere on the internet. The internet is so worthless, you know? That's the kind of stuff. I'm like, euthanasia roller coasters? Or I'm looking up the Yankees and just getting mad, you know? Or I'm like, reading about Megan Trainer pooping with her husband one time. That's a level of intimacy that I hope that I never achieve. You know, I hope to be able to have an intimate relationship where, in my life, man, just once in my life where I really... Where I love somebody and they love me, that would be a beautiful thing, I think. I would like to experience that once in my life. Like a mutual love and intimacy and loyalty and all that good stuff. I don't want to be pooping with people. I I don't know, man. And all about that base lady. I wouldn't want to be pooping with all about that base lady. Yeah, I'll go ahead and say that now. I ain't going to be crass. I ain't going to talk about it no more. I just read about it and thought that you should know about that. So, uh, so there's that. That is going on. Um, what else happened? What else even happened? Oh, I got a, uh, I got a text last week. And, uh. And all the text said was, is this Glenn? Right? That's all that the text said. And if you ever get a text, right? And you can do what you want. Because you might have lived a different life than me. You might wander through life and just everybody that could ever get their hands on your phone number, you would be cool with. You know? But unfortunately, that's not the case for, you know, Glenn. The host of Glenn Thinks the Podcast. Found in two thousand and. 18. He's on his 150th episode today, if he didn't mention that already. But, uh, you know, I got this text and was like, is this Glenn? I was like, no, you don't. Oh, no, 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 you don't. Because there's a bunch of people. I've had this number, man. I've had this number for 18 years, the phone number that I have now. And there are some people that have my number that I wish did not. <laughs> right? And so if 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 you text me and I know who you are, pretty much everybody in my circle, in my current circle, I got their name in my phone. And I got everybody who, I got some block numbers up in my phone too. I ain't gonna lie to you. But uh, I was like, man, I'm not falling for that. That's like opening a can of worms. That could be opening a can of worms I ain't even trying to open. That could be opening a can of worms, you know, with saying that it's some woman that ain't in my phone no more or that got another phone that I ain't got no business talking to, that I ain't got no business talking to. I don't need it. ain't good for Glenn. So I was like, man, I ain't even going to respond to that, you know. So there's some information for you. There's some information for you about my life that I thought I'd tell you today. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, 
man, should I tell this story? If I tell this story, it's going to show what horrible of a person that I am. You know, but if you've listened to me this long, you've probably gathered that, you know, I'm not a good upstanding Presbyterian. So, uh, so I guess I'll tell you <laughs> what, what I got to lose. Let me take another sip of my water. I'm parched. All right. So I saw a motorcycle wreck. All right. About two weeks ago. Here's what happened. I was sitting in traffic. Okay. There was a crossing guard up ahead of me. All right. And so I'm sitting there. The crossing guard is directly in front of me and I'm just stopped. Right. I'm just stopped and, and there's traffic coming the other way. Right. But my lane is stopped. So the cars coming toward me are still coming. Well, the crossing guard puts up the puts up the uh, stop sign to stop the oncoming traffic that's coming toward me, right? So I'm sitting there stopped already in a turn lane. I'm sitting there stopped. The oncoming traffic that's coming toward me, they get stopped by the crossing guard, okay? And so... When they get stopped, there is a motorcycle. There is a there's a guy on a crotch rocket behind the car that stopped. He is turned around. His head is turned around looking behind him as the car in front of him stops. I see all this happen. It was like slow motion to me, right? So I'm sitting there watching him. He he turns around, jerks the motorcycle. Thank God he didn't jerk it too hard because if he would have missed that car, he would have hit my car head on and flown up probably onto my windshield, right? So he jerks, hits the back of their car, clips it, and then bounces all down the side of their nice, I think it was like a a Lexus SUV or something. So, and then I see his bike and him come sliding toward my car. And I was like, dude, don't hit my car, man. (laughs) Like when it was happening, I was like, dude, oh no, you know? And just the thought, just me having that thought, like I'm seeing a human being sliding toward my car. Now, granted, he wasn't doing like, he wasn't going real fast, okay? Let me put that disclaimer on it, because you're like, good God, Glenn. these cars, this is like a, a school zone. Everybody's going slow. It's not like you're going, you know, 55 miles an hour flying. It's nothing like that at all. So I just want to go ahead and put that out there. But he starts. So as this guy is sliding toward my car, I'm like, dude, don't hit my car, man. Oh, God, please don't hit my car, <laughs> you know. And uh, he hits my car, right? He hits. I, I feel my car thump and I look out my my driver's side window and so there's this guy laying there in his bike right so I'm like alright I, I get out of my car I think everybody that's around there cause there's a ton of people I think everybody's kind of in shock you know everybody's kind of like dang what just happened you know and the people that he hit their car I got out of my car and I'm like you know, I wonder how bad my car is messed up, you know, 
but I didn't even, I didn't even look. I didn't even look. Yeah. So I don't know if that's the, like means that I'm like not a bad person or that I am a good per or a bad, like, I don't know what that means. Like I didn't look at my car, even though I was like, man, golly, my car is probably messed up, but I didn't look, you know, I resisted that thought and was like, I need to help this guy. He is in distress. Yeah. A dent can be fixed in a car. A human being can't, you know, I don't want to get out and assess the damage with some guy laying there and be like, nope, I'm good. And get back in my car and just sit there. So I helped the guy out. He's like in shock, right? He's in shock. Dude had shorts on. Thank God he had a helmet on. He had shorts on. He was a little bit skinned up. He was shaking. He pulled up his shirt. He was like, dude, am I all right? I was like, you're straight, man. You're a little scratched up, you know? And then I helped him get his bike up. And, uh, you know, it was still even drivable. You know, uh, I'm not trying to minimize. I wouldn't want to be in that situation. You know, that's horrible. But then I finally could turn around and look at my car, right? After all that, I could finally do the thing that was the first thing that popped into my head, right? So I don't know, like, I've got to be, I'm kind of a horrible person, but I don't act like a horrible person. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. And I'm just being like, I'm just being completely like, I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I was like, dude, you hit my car, but end up, it just hit my tire, right? It just hit my tire. Like the rubber, I guess the rubber part of his bike or another part of his bike just hit my tire, like the rubber part of my tire. So it didn't even do anything, right? And the people that he hit, like their fancy Lexus or whatever it was, SUV, like they didn't even walk over there, right? Through this whole ordeal. So I guess that makes me a better person than them, you know? And I ain't even that great of a person because I was thinking, boy, you hit my car. I hope you didn't. But, uh, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have told that story. But, you know, there's been times in my life where I want, uh, where I would like to have a motorcycle, like a Harley, something to cruise. I've gone to the Harley dealer before, even, and looked at all the stuff they have. But, uh, and one of my friends tried to talk me into it one time when he got one. I was just like, man, I don't know. I'm responsible for too much right now, you know? If I, like, I don't know, if if everybody was grown, my kids were grown, and I was just like, man, I don't even care. I would do it. But see, it's just, I, I want a little more predictability, you know? I don't want to be like, let's see if I'll make it to my destination today. You know, I don't know. Man, I know. I'm bad. I'm not a good person, I guess. I don't know, man. What would you do? What would you do? If somebody, if you got, if you got a car you wanted and you were like, I got my car. And then some doofus was barreling toward you. You'd be like, Glenn, you would make a terrible paramedic. You know? <laughs> Because I would be like, what were you thinking? <laughs> What's the matter with you? But anyway, yeah, so, I mean, that that happened. You know, that happened in my life. 
that happened in my life, and them's my two cents about it. But anyway, man, that's about all I got, I guess, today. This has been a pretty good, uh, this has been a pretty good talk we've had here. You know, I'm feeling good about it. You're feeling, you're feeling however you're feeling at the end of all that. Some weird stuff, dude. I always get into some weird stuff. That's what, uh, that's something that I do like about this podcast is it's given me like stuff that I might like the euthanasia roller coaster or something like that. I would have looked and read a little bit about it and then just that's it, you know. But this kind of this podcast kind of gives me like a freedom to explore some stuff. You know, and think about some stuff as I'm... Because nothing, I have some topics. But I don't even know what I'm going to say. You know, I don't even know what's going to come out of this head. So, uh, out of this talk hole. And so it kind of is a like a, a freeing thing. And then the Yankees, man. I'm sorry, but I had to vent a little bit. I, I mean, and it annoys me. I get annoyed with professional athletes. Just because it's like, y'all are like spoiled brats is all y'all are. Rich spoiled brats. But, uh, but anyway. So 150 episodes deep. Cheers. Thank y'all for, for being along for the ride. Sometimes I don't know if I'm going to do this much longer. You know, just because I can't seem to get back in a niche where I was before where it was pretty much weekly. I can't. I can't do that anymore. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't, uh, I just, I'm not, I don't have time. So I'm like, is that really fair that people are just like, I don't know when it comes out, just random times, you know, but for the time being, that's what we're doing here. And, uh, that's what it is, dog. But, uh, if you know if you know anything about me, you know how to reach me through email, Twitter, all that fun stuff. But uh but I guess that's about the size of it today. I hope that you all have a good week. And uh I'm actually gonna go do some Christmas shopping right now. So much love. Be good to each other. And uh don't believe everything you read on the internet. Yeah. Peace out. Thank <laughs> you.